What's up, Mets fans? It is Friday, June 29th. The Mets are, sadly, 32-46, and 46, 12 and a half games back in the National League East, and frankly, just two games above the Marlins for last place. This is the State of the Mets. Question one. What would you like to see the Mets do with their front office this winter? It's a great question. It's what I'm writing about at the moment. Not really looking at it from the perspective of who will be the next GM, because I think that's impossible to know. And I do think Rico and JP Ricciardi will get, uh, you know, understandably and justifiably get an interview and, and discuss what they think. But right now, those guys plus Omar Minaya are being tasked with uh, basically like, Rico said in his interview, just to be creative and do what they can with this roster um, and get it into a position where ownership can then put together some kind of a research committee and, you know, establish a strategy for what the, the franchise should be over the next few years. And then some recommendations on general managers to actually make that happen with Rico and Ricciardi being among the considerations. Uh, on Mets blog, I just recently wrote about a few different, uh, you know, kind of hot names that are being buzzed around the industry. I talked with a, a few different people that I know around the league, you know, executives that have been around for a while and just asked them, you know, like, who are the names? Who are the people that get a lot of chatter? And, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, Jared Porter, Doug Harris, uh, JJ Piccolo, Kim Ng, who I'm, you know, really fascinated with. She'd be the first a woman uh, general manager. She's also incredibly qualified, probably as much as anybody else in the league. She's been around for a long time. Um, you know, she's got a history in the area. She grew up a Yankee fan, but she grew up in Queens. Uh, she worked at the Yankees for years as an assistant GM to Brian Cashman. Just really intriguing. But I think ultimately, whoever the Mets hire, and just looking around baseball, it's obvious they're going to need somebody who is really rich in player development and scouting, who understands analytics, who understands... Uh, most importantly, as someone from uh, an NL uh, team put it to me, the ascension of talent to the big leagues. And by that, they're they're referring to how a player, you know, how a bunch of prospects kind of get to the major leagues at the same time so that you're not, you know, promoting one guy one year, another guy next year, two years later, so on and so forth. It's like you want them all to sort of elevate at roughly the same time. The Cubs, the Astros, and the Yankees have done a phenomenal job with this. And I think that's sort of the model you want to recognize. So I think that's what they're going to do. I think they got to look for somebody that can sort of do all those things and have a really good vision uh, going forward. Question two. What did you make of Sandy Alderson's time as general manager of the Mets? You know, if I'm being honest, it, it really wasn't great. I mean, for the most part, there were losing seasons. Obviously, there was 15 and 16, which were terrific. And personally, I'm thankful for that. I mean, look, you know, you'd love to have as many of those seasons as possible, but I'm I'm not greedy. I mean, we're, we're Mets fans. We haven't had a whole ton of winning go on. So, you know, when I get those opportunities to go to a game with my buddies and tailgate with friends and, you know, just sort of have that experience and, and you know, look, it was a, they were an underdog team. No one expected them to be where they were in 15. So to go as far into the playoffs and into the World Series the way they did, it was amazing. It was totally unexpected. It was a ton of fun. My favorite team of all time is the 99 Mets, and they didn't even get to the World Series, right? So, you know, I don't think, at least for me, this is just my own perspective. I don't need my team to win the championship to make it an awesome team and a great season and a fun time. 
I had a great time in 2015, the Mets lost in the World Series. 16 was not as fun because it was a bit of a grind, and I think they got a little lucky towards the end with teams uh, falling apart, but nevertheless, they got to the wild card game. But aside from that, you know, it's been a lot of rebuilding, a lot of losing. I don't think Sandy and his crew did a really good job of finding talent to bring in at the major league level. They made a really good trade with the Blue Jays to get Cindergard. That was awesome. They made the trade for Beltran to get Wheeler. That was helpful. Um, you know, they got Darno, uh, obviously, in that, that other deal uh, with Syndergaard as well. So, I mean, those were key trades, and they did a good job at that. But for the most part, that 15 team was a lot of guys that were drafted by Manaya, DeGrom uh, in particular, Daniel Murphy. Uh, you know, all those guys were from Omar's era. And so when you look at Sandy's time, and, and you know, to be honest with it, they're, I don't know that they're in any better position right now. I mean, they've got Conforto. And Nimmo at the big league level, Rosario was it was a, a byproduct of of an Alderson signing, um, you know. But really, don't know where he's at at this point in his career. They got some pitchers coming, uh, but they're a ways away. I mean, for the most part, they they need an injection of young talent, and that would sort of be an indictment on Sandy over the last seven or eight years that he he was unable to do that and get them in a position where they have that crop of talent. So. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd give him a C minus, probably. Um, you know, maybe a C plus into the B area if I really want to put extra emphasis on 2015, 2016. But aside from that, you know, they kind of went sideways. Question three: What should the Mets do with Jacob Degrom? I, I mean, I wasn't for this, but I, I'm starting to think they should trade him for the reasons I just said. You know, if if the goal here is to compete in the next couple years it would be great to have Jake no question but he's a free agent after 2020 his value is probably as high as it's ever going to be at this particular moment and maybe you don't trade him right now maybe you trade him in the winter I'd hate to do it because I think he's amazing I love watching him pitch but he's the only guy on the roster that's going to bring back you know one maybe two legit immediate impact hitters. That's it. If you don't deal him, it's not happening. Because even Syndergaard, for all of the hype and all of the thorness that he has, he's only made 18 starts over the last year and a half uh, since that wild card game in 16. He's pitched 18 times. So, you know, we know his potential, but but the value in terms of trade, I don't think is where we want it to be. So, uh, you know, if you want to have that injection of young talent and get some bats in here to support Syndergaard and Wheeler and Mats and maybe a free agent signing for the rotation and then you're going to revamp the roster it's going to have Nimmo and Conforto Rosario maybe Peter Alonso from the minor leagues and then a couple of these guys you traded for and got with DeGrom you know then now you're talking about a team that's going to win again very soon and that's because you dealt DeGrom and like I again I hate to do it it's really hard now if if I were if you know, if somehow this next regime comes in and can convince Mets ownership to go wild and spend on Machado or get Harper uh, or both or whatever, like go bananas, okay, then maybe you keep DeGrom because then you don't need to trade for that young those hitters because you just signed them. But if they're not going to do that and they want to compete in the next couple of years, I hate to say it, but I think they got to do it. I think they got to trade DeGrom. I'm going to hold my nose the entire time pulling the trigger on that deal, but I think it's the only way to get where these other organizations are. Question four. Will David Wright ever play again? I think so. He looks decent enough right now in the field and and at bat. He's taking some cuts, fielding balls. I haven't seen him throw yet. My understanding, and, and just as a fan, what I want 
really, really would like to see is David just get on field, play a little bit, and be able to tip his cap, wave to the fans, and retire as a baseball player. Not as a guy that had to, you know, go out on the DL, uh, you know, clinging and, and trying but failing. Um, you know, I think he's the captain. He's still the captain of this team, by the way. I've heard people say, why doesn't he just take the C off his chest? Well, because he's still the captain. He still, he still helps these guys. When he's there, they talk to him. He's still their leader to a certain extent. And he embodies, I think, as a player and as a man, by the way, the type of talent, the type of players you want in the Mets organization. You know, he is the type of guy you want them to be. And so I think as a captain, he's perfect right now, even if he's not playing. But to have him just kind of fade away into the distance or get pushed out because, you know, everybody just thinks it would be better to to have him go away and have his money off the books, blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, that just stinks when you consider his legacy and, you know, what he's done for the franchise. I realize he doesn't want a ton of rings, but he has held up his end of the bargain uh, when it comes to being a face and talking to the media and shielding players and, and having a day in, day out, through a lot of those tough seasons, answer questions and justify what was going I mean, that is not easy. That took a lot of heat and a lot of pressure off a lot of people, uh, including the owners. And I think David Wright deserves a ton of credit for that. And so if it's important to him to put his cleats on, stand on that dirt, take a couple cuts and be able to walk off as a professional, you know, let him do it. I, I just, I think he's earned that right. It's not like I mean, unless some kind of miracle happens here, it's not like the Mets are going to need that roster spot or need those at-bats to get into the postseason. So, you know what? If you could throw him to David and let him do his thing and and let him go out the way he wants to and let us as fans honor him and give a standing O uh, like we did with Piazza, I just, you know, I, I hope that happens. I really, really do. All right, that's the show. Quick 10 minutes. Buzz through all the, the hot topics. Uh, I'm going to record another one, actually, that I'm going to post uh, probably over the weekend that's just kind of general random questions uh, that I get a lot of times on Twitter and places that have really nothing to do with the uh, immediate nature of the team, but are just more about my experience as a fan. So hopefully you could check those out. Um, be got back again next week uh, with another state of the team. You know, we're going to be getting closer to the trade deadline. So my, my guess is all the questions are going to start being, what's the value of this guy? What can they get for this person? Uh, and I love that stuff. That's always my, my favorite time of year. And it's always a ton of fun. I, I wish the Mets were buyers, not sellers, but so be it. Here we are. So at any rate, thanks again for listening. And as always, let's go Mets.